How's everyone doing this morning? Awesome. Oh, I got some energy over there in the corner. I love it. I got a good feeling about today, Joe. I said I feel good. How do you feel? Still got guys coming in from the parking lot. Good morning, good morning. Hey, Austin, good morning. Can everyone hear me okay? All right, guys, we're going to get started. I'm going to open this up in prayer, and then I'm going to hand it over to uh, Valentine, who's going to be introducing us to this morning's teaching fellow. Will you guys pray with me? Father, we thank you for today. I thank you for all the, the, the life and the energy in each and every man in the room today. And we ask that you would speak to us in a fresh way this morning. We thank you for this morning's teaching fellow. Speak through him, Holy Spirit. Give us all ears to hear and and hearts to just be open to what you have to say to us this morning. We thank you in advance in Jesus' name. Valentine, why don't you come on up and introduce to us this morning's teaching fellow. Mike Babcock. So I met this guy, I don't know, is it a year ago? And you kind of instantly connect with some people, like-minded, creative, passionate-driven. Reminds me of my younger youth. He has, uh, we start talking, he came from California, met through a friend of mine and uh, went out, had some beers, and he talked about his story. And we were talking about board games, Dungeons and Dragons, all kinds of nerdy stuff, you know. He talked, you know, oh, I've done that. I've done a board game and I've done this and I've done that. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. Oh, so you've done these things. That's pretty. So we kept, uh, kept hanging out, kept meeting up and uh, synchronized kind of like the times, you know, scheduling is not as easy when you get older. You got kids, you got wife, family, and uh, you try and meet up. Hey, let's meet up. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I'm like, dude, I got a, I got, I got a wife. I got kids. I got, <laughs> I'm trying, man. So the rhythms didn't really happen, but you just feel like this guy is good. We'll be fine. We might, we might hang out a month from now, six months from now, whatever it is. You're still just, you, you connect, you're already connected in a way, and time doesn't even travel. You're buddies. You're buddies for life. You're brothers, and you feel it right away. So it's been cool to get to know him, and it just, you know, these things that kind of reveal uh, that he's done and he's worked. I know he's worked with Universal. Disney is an actor. He's been out producing stuff. He's starting up, you know, kickstart funding these whole pilots he's doing. And he, he does it all the way through. And it's pretty impressive to see it. At his age, I know he's going to go very far. Just staying focused. And uh, right now, I know uh, that brotherhood, that fellowship is something that he's really looking for. And I can, I can see that. I can feel that. I've been traveling a lot. Growing up, I, I was looking for the same thing. So I pray that God blesses him with more creative-minded, strong, driven experienced men that can uh, open up doors and show the way, stay in faith and fellowship together with this guy. So give it up to uh, for Mike Babcock. I love Val. Val's the kind of guy that like, when you have a spiritual conversation with him, you just get like pumped. You're just like, yeah, righteousness, the kingdom, let's go. What's up, Landon? Thanks for coming, man. I love you guys. Uh, let's pray real quick. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us every day our daily needs and forgive our sins as we forgive the sins of others. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we've been talking about Solomon, and Solomon is known largely for wisdom, right? Wisdom is complex because it's not just knowledge, it's using knowledge properly. And it's not even just using knowledge properly, it's also avoiding deceptions and lies. And so that's what I want to talk about this morning. In Luke 21 and Matthew 24, we have parallel accounts of, of the disciples asking Jesus about the end times. And Jesus starts both by telling them this. 
take heed that no man deceive you. First thing he says, and because that's what's gonna happen. That's what the enemy does, he deceives. Today, more than ever, there are deceptions everywhere, even in the church. If COVID was any indication, we as God's people, we as God's men, we have to be wise to take heed that no man deceives us. So in my life, I've fallen victim to Satan's deceptions too many times than I can count, a few that I'll share today. But God has brought me out of every one. My love for God and understanding of him grows deeper every single time. Even when it's humiliating to admit that I'm mistaken, it's so beautiful, the freedom that comes from walking in the truth and living in wisdom. I'll start with the most important deception the Lord rescued me from was the day that I was saved. Even though I grew up in the church, it wasn't until I was 16 that I finally realized there is a relationship to be had with God, right? There's confession and repentance that's required of me. And there's a savior named Jesus Christ who died to free me from sin, who lives and reigns in heaven as king of the world, amen? But why did it take 16 years growing up in the church for that to happen. Today, another 16 years later, the deceptions are still ripping off layer by layer as God is sanctifying me, unlearning the world and learning wisdom. Leading up to my conversion, I was under the deception that all that mattered was what people thought of me and the friends that I had. On that night, the Lord showed me that all that matters is what he thinks of me and that Jesus is my friend. He loves me. He knows me. The king of the world knows me, loves me, advocates to the Father on my behalf. Praise God. You know what I'm saying? And then, so from then on, everything changes. Backing up a little, I grew up as a performer and I've always been very creative. I started working as an actor in college, then in 2011, moved down here to be an actor at Disney and Universal for about 10 years. I eventually got into on-camera acting and producing film production, and I now have my own production company where the vision is witnessing a ripple effect of love and peace throughout the world by demonstrating a better way of life in and through our stories, characters, and content. Jesus shared important messages through parables and stories. And so that is, that is the goal for me and my passion. For decades, Hollywood has deceived us, sharing their own crooked messages, which have led to the decline of morality in our country and even in our church. Realizing just how much Hollywood and the mainstream media has deceived us heavily inspired my transition into producing. It's also a big reason why I gave up using social media and watching the news over a year ago. I have a LinkedIn that I rarely use, and I do for a couple clients some social media marketing, but that's it. After COVID, I was so fed up with all of the nonsense online that I finally pulled the plug. And I cannot express to you the amount of peace that I have now. I used to constantly be riled up about something, mad at some group of people, fearing some disaster. And so much of it is just deception anyway. I stop it, <laughs> but thank you. God has also brought me on a crazy journey discovering all the deceptions inside the American church. After 12 years of Christian grade school and working at multiple churches, I've learned just because someone preaches the word from the pulpit does not mean they serve the Lord Jesus. It, me right now, please be discerning and check what I say. You know what I'm saying? In fact, the Bible tells us repeatedly that there will be many wolves in sheep's clothing that will trick us into following them, leading us into deceptions that we don't even realize. My middle school principal ended up in jail for child pornography at a Christian school. I fell into many of these deceptions throughout adulthood. The worst case being on the internet, pastors and prophets on YouTube. We have to be so careful. I praise the Lord that Trump didn't get reelected because it shook me awake. There was so much buzz about it, remember? And I was like, what am I doing? I, I'm, I'm searching YouTube videos when I could be just searching the scriptures and, and meditating in prayer with God to hear what, what's happening and what I need to be doing. We must take heed that no man deceives us. 
There's a popular church not too far from here that I went to for the first time a few months ago. I went with a friend and three times during the sermon, the pastor deliberately twisted scripture. And I'm sitting there reading these verses in context, shocked that no one's objecting. But then I look around and I realize no one has their Bible open. No one even knows that they're being deceived. And lo and behold, it was their big tithe week. They were raising money. We must take heed that no man deceives us. There are more deceptions coming. We know from scripture that there will be antichrists. We know that there will be an event that deceives the entire world. If I had to guess, I imagine it will probably look a lot like COVID. Until now, it has never been possible to deceive the whole world. And yet today it's almost too easy. The time is drawing near. Are we prepared to fight these deceptions when they come? The last thing I want to share is this. Not only do I need to take heed that no man deceives me, but we've got to help out our brothers when they fall into deception. Solomon's quote that we're probably all most familiar with is Proverbs 17, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. There's nothing God cannot do in someone alone, but he intentionally created us in community so that we could exhort and correct one another. Solomon says in Proverbs 27, 6, faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. You know you really love someone when you're willing to wound them for their own spiritual good. When I was following a false prophet, I had a good friend who tried to warn me multiple times, and I uh, was open to it. In fact, I believe I knew in the back of my mind the truth, but I asked him to prove it. I said, why? Wrestle me on it. And he just wouldn't. I, I would like I was waiting for him to, to say something and he just kind of said his piece and that was it. And that's not enough. You know, like if you know a God-fearing man who's trapped in sin or is serving idols or is following false new age doctrines, like we have to love him enough to wound him with the truth so he can be free from those deceptions. Uh, in a very similar way, Solomon says in Proverbs 13, 24, he that spares the rod hates his son, but he that loves him disciplines him promptly. Proverbs 19.18 says, chasten your son while there is hope and don't let your soul spare for his crime. I was not disciplined as a child. In fact, I was neglected. I got everything I wanted, but was held accountable to nothing. I would rather have been dirt poor and actually had some instruction and love. I was the youngest by more than 10 years. So when all my siblings left the nest, my parents both had full-time jobs and I would spend hours at home every day by myself. And so of course, I got into trouble and did things that led to addictions and struggles that plagued me for years. Proverbs 22, six says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. The opposite is also true. I was trained up to be comfortable and lazy and undisciplined. And it took over a decade to break that as an adult. Hebrews 12 says, what son is he whom the father doesn't chasten? But if you be without chastisement, then you are a bastard and not a son. It finally made sense why I felt like I was wandering all of my whole life. God created family and the church for us to intervene in each other's lives and help one another. Whether it's our sons or our brothers, we must hold one another accountable for our own good. So let's sharpen one another. Let's sharpen one another away from sin and away from deception as men who are wise. Solomon says in Proverbs eleven fourteen, where no counsel is, the people fail, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. He also says in Proverbs 13, 20, he that walks with wise men shall be wise. That's why I'm here with you guys. Let's be wise men battling for the truth, deflecting the, t the attacks of the enemy and reflecting the light of Christ in our lives to the world. I love you guys so much. Thank you. What was that? You said he, uh, uh, he who walks with wise men shall be wise. 
I'm so thankful for you guys. Uh, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We're going to spend the rest of the time at our tables doing that. Uh, thank you, Michael. Uh, really appreciate this morning. So, yeah, so we're going to spend the rest of the time at our tables. If, uh, if we have any first-timers that happen to come in during the message, we have a first-timers table. Uh, David, if you could just put your hand up. You'll be hanging out with David this morning. Other than that, table captains, I'm going to hand the floor over to you guys.